Are you ready? Hold on, I hear a burp. <laughs> Baby burp. Come on! Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Introducing the moment you've all been waiting for. Joy, joy, the counts. Did you miss us? We're back. Right here. We're better than ever. <laughs> we sound like... Like we just came. No, we sound like we want to sound like we just came. We should record an episode right after sex. That would be awesome. Like... We would sound so derpy. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That, that means it was good. I'd be like... <laughs> and I'd be like... <laughs> You'd be like... Ugh. Oh, vagina. <laughs> Welcome back, you sacks of shits. <laughs> you sacks of love. My name is Curvin. And my name is Megan. And we're about to get all up in you with my dick. <laughs> Pop off a piece of that dick. Pop off a piece of my dick. If you don't know what that's from, treat yourself to some Google Wanderlust Paul Rudd mirror scene. And and change your life. Pee your pants a little and watch it five times. And then quote it with us. With my dick. With my dick. How you doing, baby? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Awesome. I'm feeling excited about the future, like I told you. Me too. We got a lot of, a lot of good uh, life, uh, not changes, just just tweaks, little little um, adjustments here and there. We're um, both uh, looking forward to getting healthier. Yeah. I had a magical experience this weekend. Oh, we just finished coming back from Utah. Oh. I, I had a magical experience. Probably not as magical as yours. No. But it was definitely eye opening. I. I'm not in pain for the first time in three months. High fucking five. Motherfucker, you I elbowed went, I'm me. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> that I, shit was powerful. I, I, I want to elbow something. Yeah. I uh, I went and saw a fucking wizard, and he That's the best he's way to technically a chiropractor, but that he's, doesn't even come close to doing justice what this man does. Yeah, he's much more than that. He's way more than that. And he does something that nobody else apparently in... Like on the, the West country Coast, at least. Does. Yeah. But yeah, it, it hurt more than anything in my life. It hurts so good. I was uh, squealing, shrieking, cursing. She said she doesn't want to get pregnant. <laughs> no. I, I, he hit me in this spot that was so much pain. I was like, oh, I never want to have kids. It was like that Steve Carell <laughs> scene in a it was. 40-year-old virgin. Oh, my God. That's why we recorded it. I was it. like, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> I wanted to call him a cunt. Did you, you really? No. I mean, there was a moment where he stuck his thumb. It hurt so bad. He stuck his thumb in many places. <laughs> He made your vagina tingle. No, tingle is not the right word. He did this one move where he pushed down kind of near like my left ovary and he hit a pressure point and my entire vagina, uterus, ovary area. Came to life. No, baby. It came to fire. Yeah. It was pain. It was like he exploded my ovary. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Instead, you said, hmm. That was the sound you made. No, I heard it wasn't. You. Baby, you were making whimpering sounds. I was making whimpering sounds. And she's making my dick so soft. I'm joking. <laughs> but then, after all the pain, yeah. he did this first crack move, mm -hmm. which realigned my sacrum, oh. pelvis, 
lumbosacral spine. And I started laughing hysterically because it was instant relief. It's, it's amazing. I couldn't believe I started laughing. It's like when you have a really good orgasm yeah. and you start laughing. Yeah. I've never laughed after a good orgasm. I have. I've had existential crises after good <laughs> orgasms. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the individuals providing them. If you are at all offended, eat a As long as I can remember, I deprive myself. I always say the pleasure delayer, you know, from I, I Vanilla can, Sky. I can tell that you're one of those people. I'm the opposite. I am instant gratification. Yeah? Yeah. Why do you think I have so much debt? Why do you think I eat whatever I feel like when I feel like it? I got a lot of debt, too. I mean, I got a lot of debt compared to the person that I am. This is the first time in my life that I've had to owe someone so much. Like I, I That was out of necessity. That wasn't out of you buying purses. But that's what I'm saying. I like, mean, that's not a bulk of my debt, but you know what I mean? I know what you mean, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you can't say that because you're an instant gratification type person, that debt equals you living. A lot of my debt came from me spending money poorly in my 20s. My credit card debt. Anyway, what I was saying was that I used to be like that, how you are. Like what, feeling guilty? Yeah, I would feel guilty anytime I did something for myself that wasn't at least also for somebody else. Where do you think that came from? That's a good question. Uh, Probably my mom. Like if I, if I, you know, most of the shit that we do comes from something to do with how we're raised or, or how our parents are. I think, I think not just most, I think almost Almost everything. everything. I mean, it sets the base Definitely. for the way that you, you know, I didn't know how to communicate. I don't want to shit on my parents because I have great parents. Baby, 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 baby. We all have great parents. I yeah. mean, a lot of us will say no, that. No, I just, I really want to say that because. I had a great childhood. My parents, you know, provided a lot for me. They modeled a lot of great things for me. But in terms of, you know, things that are my baggage, a lot of it does stem from either watching their lives Mm -hmm. or the way that they treated me. If I had to Mm self-analyze myself, of course, I'm going to self-analyze you, (laughs) fucking idiot. I just learned English. I would say that growing up poor. Yeah. I think I think growing up poor is. It taught you that you had to wait for things that you wanted. Yeah, sometimes it's things I wanted I never got. You know, so yeah, I I I, I always like talk myself out of. I always somehow find a way in my mind to justify why I shouldn't purchase that and why I should do the why should I I should suffer a little bit longer. Because you hear your dad's voice in your head. Constantly. <laughs> that motherfucker has no idea how much we pay. He would respect us so much less if he knew how much we paid in rent. He, he's, he's, what's the word you just said? Respect. He lost his mind when I told him what we were paying initially. Cause see, Isn't that like half of what we're paying now? Yeah. I know, when you say shit like that. <laughs> but uh, we live in the projects. We had a, a two-bedroom apartment. From the time that I was two to about 16. Okay. My sister and I, we shared that room. And how much does that shit cost? 
I don't remember. I I never knew how much that apartment cost because when I turned 16, we moved to a three bedroom apartment. I had my own bedroom. My sister had her own bedroom. Rent was $610. That's so cheap. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he would lose his mind. He loses his mind. Like, and he, he always makes a point to ask me, you know, we'll, we'll talk. And he's like, how's everything? How's everything going? How's Megan? How how much is gasoline over there now? Oh, yeah, it's he this asked much? how much everything costs. Yeah. And would it make him feel better if you told him how much I made an hour? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Because that's really the only way that, you know, I feel like you could justify it to him. Yeah. I think my parents already have an idea. I, I think without, like, bragging... I may have uh, disclosed that information to my parents just, you know, by a small talk, you know? Yeah. You ever do that? You ever had, like, nothing else to say to somebody so you tell them about somebody else's life? Yeah. You, like, you, like run into a friend and you're like, yeah, yeah. so so-and-so, you know, she's got this new car that's it's just pretty awesome. You got to see her. And you're like, she ain't got nothing else to talk about. So I did that. I had nothing else to say to my parents and I was I just like. I when I got hired. Cause I remember, I remember something like that. Like, where, yeah. you know, there's something prideful about that. I yeah. told, hey, you know, I don't think I've ever mentioned it again because. Which reminds me, I should be getting a raise. But raises are illusions. You really, you really don't get anything. Not in my world. <clears throat> Why is that? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money. I know, but the cost of living went up, and you know, everything, everything is higher. So I mean, everything just canceled each other's out. But, you know, the the beauty of my job, amongst other things, and where I work specifically, it's really up to me how much money I make. What do you mean? Because I could pick up a shift any day of the week, extra. Yeah. I could work seven days there. Like, they wouldn't stop me because we're so understaffed. Mm-hmm. I could make a shitload of money. I could make easily twice of what I'm making now. Of course, I I could see it. I mean, I would kill myself. Yeah, I'm gonna say I, was gonna I shouldn't say... say that so flippantly, but that was the first thing I thought. I'm like, I would kill myself. I mean, yeah, there, I don't think there'd be any way you can maintain that. Kind you of can't. Schedule. You can't. But I'm just saying. Like, I mean, not without a little. There assistance. aren't a lot of jobs where you can do that. What does that mean? I'm gonna go do blow and. That's exactly what. What, what else could it be? I don't know. I've never done cocaine. That is a weird thing to say. But I meant not just you, but somebody in your situation. Yeah, but I'm saying. Well, like, what do you think? What do you think? Was there's another euphemism for that? I don't know. I don't even remember the first euphemism I used. Without some assistance. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because you want to go be a nurse, stoned. Me? No. Oh. Can't talk to you when you're this high. I'm not, I'm not saying stone. If you smoke some weed, you're not gonna. You gonna, you think you think weed's gonna get you through seven days of, of of like nursing? You need a different kind of drug. I wasn't talking about weed. Oh, I'm sorry. When I hear stoned, you think of weed. Yeah, when I hear buzzed, alcohol. you think alcohol. Yeah, there's, there's. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. What's what does it mean when when you've been doing cocaine? Uh, smacked. No, no, don't listen to me. I sound like I just learned slang in 1978. My, my name's Eugene. I just see a guy named Eugene with like blue denim jacket and glasses. What the fuck are you talking about? 
I feel like there should be someone else in the room that I could look at and be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Look, that's Chloe. Chloe, what is he talking about? Oh, you're going to get a hype. Who's Eugene? Me. I'm Eugene. I don't understand. I said something playing a character, and that character's name is Eugene. It's and, 1979. And what did, oh, Eugene is the one from 1970. Yeah, yeah. He's got the blue denim jacket on. Maybe I worked all day. He's got you glasses. Can't, you can't slide these. His head his head is round, but like, like an apple is round and wide. No, apple is wide. It's like a squishy little oval, and he's bald. He's got like the, the Homer Simpson hair. Can you see Homer Simpson? Can you? I need you to see it in the head. I can't. I can't with you right now. Have I devolved? <laughs> I started like up here, and now I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Of course you don't. Tell me, you have 10 seconds. Yeah. Five, you have 10 seconds. I like this game. Come on. To tell me what you were just talking about. Eugene. Who's Eugene? Eugene is this guy from 1979 who was me playing that voice like I just learned slang. That was good. I'm I know. If I had to concentrate hard. And that was all as a result what of... What were you talking about before that? Before that, code names for, uh, you know, buzz for alcohol, um, smoke, you're stoned. And you asked me what was cocaine, and I said smacked. Uh, uh, smack? Uh, smacked? Smacked? Oh, that guy is smacked. Oh, that guy is wasted. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, they, they, where I grew up, they didn't do, <laughs> they didn't do cocaine. Really? I fucking, I can't even get through that sentence. Oh, I, I don't know anybody who does cocaine. Oh. I, that's a lie. Yeah, take that back, baby. That, that, that friend of yours. Yeah, it's someone I went to school with. Oh! She did a hella coke one summer between semesters. And I was like, how do you do that? How do you just, like, go on summer break and just do a bunch of coke? When I was 15? <laughs> it's story time. Buckle in. Okay, well, we got to make it quick because I'm getting tired. I know. I know how you do. I got to go to... I got to make myself business casual tomorrow. I feel you. When I was 15... I decided that from that year on, every summer, I would shave my head. Okay. My brother used to do that. Yeah. He still does that, I think. Every uh, January 1st, he, like, shaves his whole body. That was my thing to do in the summer. Meanwhile, your friend was just doing a whole bunch of fucking... No, this wasn't, like, 15. This was, like, in nursing school. But that's what I'm saying. That's even worse. She's an adult. She's, like... Of course. <laughs> she was, like, in her late 20s. Like, what are you doing doing a bunch of co... And she was, like... She thought it was hilarious. I was, like, shocked, and she was like, oh, yeah, it's great. There are people living different lifestyles out there. But she's the kind of person who could pick it up and put it down. I know. I know a lot of people uh, like that. A lot of people can't do that with Coke. I think it's amazing that they do that. Like, she could just binge on it and then just be like, oh, that was cool. That motherfucker Keith Richards, he's still alive. Can you imagine how, much, how many fucking drugs he's done? And he's still walking. He's probably immune to everything. You know what's crazy? I don't think people have any idea how bad meth is for you. I know, like, that sounds stupid because it's obvious meth is really bad for you. Mm -hmm. But I don't think people realize it's not one of those things where you quit and then everything's okay. <laughs> like, like a lot of drugs. Like, you could be a heroin addict. Yeah. You could do coke forever. And once you get clean, like, eventually you're okay. Meth will irreparably fuck you up. Like, it just... Destroys your insides. It destroys your heart. I think it's amazing that drugs are essentially 
just these chemical cocktails that somebody figured out. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, baby, I have met... And we, we know that they are bad for us. Yeah. Like, there is no happy ending, with the exception of, you know, people who recover. I can tell by looking at a chart. Oh, you're getting this patient, Megan. And I look at the age, and I look what they're there for, and I'm like, that person does math. Or used to do math. That's awesome. Because these are people who are in their early 30s who have heart failure. Heart failure. Irreversible damage to your heart. Yeah. It's sad. I always try to imagine, like, what makes a person take that path. I don't know what would ever compel anybody to do math. It sounds like maybe it's because I'm the kind of person where if I were going to do drugs, I would do something that made me mellow as fuck. Mm-hmm. What are the effects of uh, meth? You stay you up. clean. That's right. No, you don't necessarily clean, but you stay no. up. Have you ever seen a meth user's no. house? Yeah, they pick apart everything. Like, it's garbage. Really? They'll rip up the carpets and shit. It makes you crazy. You think that there's, like, things under the carpet. So you start ripping it up. Or you, you know, they pick at their whole face. You, nothing, something that's not there. You make me want to rewatch Breaking Bad. I wasn't paying attention to the addicts. They didn't really show that, that much of the addicts on that show, though. Yeah, because the story you're telling me sounds like a horror story. It's horrible. Think of a movie where these people take this, this potion... <laughs> <laughs> it makes them fucking transform into trolls. Yeah. And then they, they come back and they're like, where's that potion anymore, that potion? And I'm telling you, it changes the way their face looks. Like, I can see somebody and I'll be like, oh, yeah, they used to. Do-. Like, even if they're fine now, mm-hmm. it fucks up their brain, their heart, and their face. I'm way too vain for that shit. <laughs> like, give me a drug that's not going to fuck up my face. Uh, I'm going to go to Farmer's Market tonight. I'm excited. I want to become one of those granola people I hear yes. about. Yes. Why do they make fun of people who try to be healthy? Oh, I know what it is. It's it's the, the constant rubbing in your face. Yeah, they're obnoxious. How I'm being healthier than you. We're not going to be obnoxious. We want you to join us in, in a healthy challenge, but, mm-hmm. you know, we don't think we're better than you. We fucking ate Jack in the Box last night. So. And McDonald's the night before. <laughs> yeah. Don't get it twisted. Like... We're on a journey, but we're not perfect. No. Like, we're still going to be humans and be like, oh, shit, I need fried chicken. Speaking of journey, I'm really looking forward to the different things that I'm going to put my body through. Tell me more. Well, I want to do that flotation tank shit. Of course. I want to do some chiropractic bullshit. Yes. I don't know why I call it bullshit, but you know what I mean. I want to see a chiropractor. I want to do acupuncture. I want to... um. Want to? Oh shit! You're rubbing off on me. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> I maybe want... you maybe you'll go to yoga class with me. I'm gonna start at a new yoga studio. I may do it. I may do it. I think I, you would love it, baby. I probably would, but I'm so non-flexible. I need to first flex at home. No, baby. in the privacy of my own home. That's the whole point of yoga. You start where you're at. You're always where you're at, and like mm-hmm. you watch yourself improve, and it's amazing. You know what else I really want to do? Tell me. I want to travel. Yeah. I want to travel. Utah, to... Utah got the bug in you a little bit. It was crazy. I mean, you, you heard me thousands of times. I kept saying, I can't believe humans settled on a mountain. 
You um, feel you feel a spiritual connection with the universe as hippie nonsense bullshit that that sounds. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, but I felt what could have been what you just described. Yeah, I felt when like, I go out, well, that's why I wanted you were, it's exactly. You were with, that's why I, I want yeah. to do it. You and I, you know, with no uh, background noise, you know, where we can concentrate on, on something like that. Yeah, there are places, you know, that you go. You know, when I went hiking in the redwoods and it was quiet, and I sat on a tree for a while, mm -hmm. a fallen down tree, and there was a little brook babbling, like it was like out of a movie, you know, and it was so quiet and everything smelled good, and you feel the vastness of the universe mm -hmm. at that moment. Yeah. You feel small, insignificant, but at the same time vital. Like you feel part of this, you feel one. You, you start to see that our lives, the way we're living them, it's not the way we're supposed to be it's living It's unnatural. Them. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. I remember always saying, I remember, I remember you and I, we had a casual conversation years ago about where we would live in the future. Mm -hmm. And I was always adamant about living in the city. Yeah. You know? I always thought about, oh, if we win the lotto, we're going to buy San Francisco. Mm -hmm, a penthouse suite somewhere or a condo on like the 170 floor. And that know? does not appeal to me at all. I'm like, I want to live out in the country with like 10 acres and yeah. horses and trees. Uh, and he's baby, like, why are you always going to throw animals into the mix? Because I They're love part of animals. Nature. I love nature too, but I hate, I mean, I'm sorry. I love animals too, but I hate the added responsibility. Like, like I said, I'm still trying to take care of myself without having to worry about horses, chickens. I said that shit like they, like yeah. I'm, I'm horse racist. Horses are amazing. <laughs> I want horses. chickens so that we can have fresh eggs. Nah. Maybe a little a little bee station. Courtney wants how, to raise some bees. How about we get a place next to a farm, and we let them take care of the animals, and we'll just. You know, live off the fruits How about of their labor. We have a farm and you don't have to do shit at it. Shit. Like, you know, you could cultivate some other crops. Yeah. Speaking of crops, I uh I wanna do psychedelics. That's awesome. You don't sound like that's awesome. Well, I mean tell me, tell I me feel everything. a little left out because you know, due to the nature of my job, I can't I can't do drugs. <laughs> like I hate that. I hate I hate that. Popping pills is so awesome, but everything else is looked down upon. Yeah, I mean, I think that... <sighs> I never know how much I want to talk about this kind of stuff publicly, but I really think that the drug testing policies and practices need to be adjusted. Definitely. Especially... Like right now, for example, okay. I don't have to go to work. I don't actually have to be on the floor of my unit for eight more days. Yeah. If I wanted to do some mushrooms or smoke some pot or take some, some kind of mind-altering substance. Which is what I'm dying to do. Whether for recreation or for personal growth. Personally, I would like to do it for some personal, exactly. spiritual, and, you know, mental growth. Mind opening, mind expanding. There, there, there are endless resources where you can find benefits of psychedelics and marijuana. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to do that today, mm -hmm. by the time that I go to work the next time and do patient care... There, there's absolutely no impairment. Yeah. To how you're going to do your job. 
Yeah, if they function? tested me on that day, I would probably test positive for certain things. No. I mean, probably not because I don't do drugs, so it would come out of my system pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I'm on my days off, what I really think is that there needs to be a test, and whoever can invent this will have a billion dollars. There needs to be a test for marijuana that either shows impairment or some kind of um, approximation of last usage mm-hmm. or amount in your system. Something that shows, yeah, I smoked pot two days ago, but I'm going to work now. So, no, it's not going to affect my job. No. You know, people can go drink and get hammered. This is what I'm talking about. And, uh, you know. Show up the next day hungover. I have. Not necessarily as a doctor or nurse, but at work, you know. Right. But I have uh, like three prescription medications, not that I use regularly, but I have at least three that would show up on a drug screen. Mm -hmm. But if they did a a drug test, you know, tomorrow and I went in, you know, I might show positive for certain things, but it's fine because I have prescriptions. The whole thing, I'm not well educated on this topic, but from, from what I can see, big pharmacy loves that we're addicted to painkillers and yeah. all kinds of other shit. I mean, some people, they, they do need it. It's not it's not about right. addiction. It's about, you know, I'm making my life better. I, I, I And honestly, like, like, let's not discount the fact that it's okay to do things for fun. Oh, of course. <laughs> like, like, people go on and on about, oh, people shouldn't be abusing medical marijuana cards. Like, do you not do anything for fun in your life? No. Do you not eat food that makes you feel good do you not have a glass of wine that makes you feel good or more what's wrong with with smoking a little bowl for the purpose of making it feel good how how do you abuse a medical marijuana card i'm saying because people don't have quote-unquote legitimate medical reasons like some people believe that only people with like cancer and debilitating pain should be able to legally smoke marijuana that's 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 a little narrow-minded because it's very narrow-minded because while while marijuana is medical it's also the, recreational. Exactly, but they're also forgetting about the the effects. Yes. The the the, the positive. The positive. Effects. Yeah, the benefits that you get from it, whether you 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 have back pain or, or or sleep. There are a lot of people who would be infinitely happier. <laughs> I was saying that the other day. I was scrolling Tumblr and I was like, some of these people need to smoke weed. Yeah, if they if they had a psychedelic experience or if they smoked some weed, because. So many people are so wound tight, suppressing urges, judging people. Oh, you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. You you can't be homo in my state. Yeah. Like, like I, this is against the rules, you know. <laughs> I forgot what was it. It was in the news recently. Some establishment in some state. I'm so vague because, like I said, when it comes to news, I really don't yeah, pay I don't attention. Know shit. But supposedly they they they. They can put stickers on their storefront saying, we will not serve homosexuals. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? (laughs) I don't mean to laugh because it's not funny. It's it's funny that they're so fucking ignorant. It's, it's, It's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. It's sad for everybody involved, really. I mean, it's sad that that's how you live your life, that you have that kind of prejudice and 
ugh, nasty shit in your heart that you spend your energy wanting to deprive people of your delicious pizza. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I love you, delicious pizza. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because they're gay. Like, what? A part of me feels, no doubt, show your true colors, put your stickers on you, what yeah. you call it, and fucking lose business, Yes, you piece of shit. Yes. Yeah, at least those people, like, they wear the badge. Yeah, wear it. Be 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 fucking Ignorant. archaic. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. They are becoming obsolete. They're not, though, baby. That's the problem. We feel like they're obsolete because we live in an area where that kind of shit doesn't fly. You just reminded me. I was thinking that the other day. I forget. I forget whether it was you know protesting against gays or protesting against blacks or protesting against whatever it was. It was something ignorant on the sign on the little protest sign, and. For that split second, I thought to myself, these people are so fucking brave, you know, yelling their opinions of hate in the privacy, in the comfort, you know, of, of, of their peers, people that feel just like them. But if they really believe that what they felt was so right, why don't they go into these neighborhoods? Why don't they go into a gay neighborhood? Why don't they go into the projects yeah. and yell their hate, you know, with that much strength, with that much vigor? You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy to be hateful amongst your peers, you know? Like, yo, I, I fucking hate Kool-Aid. Yeah, me too. I hate Kool-Aid. Yo, let's fucking hate Kool-Aid together, you know? But fuck, go to fucking Kool-Aid's whatchamacallit and tell them, I fucking hate Kool-Aid while you're surrounded by Kool-Aid motherfuckers. When I, I'd see screenshots of, like, Facebook posts and people commenting in, 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 in agreement with some ignorant shit, there's I'm, just so much of it. It makes me... S <sighs> I think to myself, if you came to my neighborhood yelling that shit, which you wouldn't do. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't go to the place where you're outnumbered, where you're a minority, and yell something so stupid, a thought so ignorant. But you do that when you know you're supported. When you feel support, then you're, 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 you're brave. Then you're like... The problem is that... These groups of people who are, I don't know another word other than hateful, I, I just, it's not a small amount of our country. That's no, the that's yeah. the scary part. This is a, you know, we happen to live in an area and um, interact on social media with a certain group of people, whether they're, you know, they're from all different places, but for the most part, like-minded individuals. I mean, we like to throw some, you know, opposing viewpoints in there yeah. because that's how you stay fresh. So we feel like there's a lot of people who think like we do and are progressive. Mm -hmm. And but but there is such a large percentage in our country that is that it's not those people. Of course. And that's what's. And we, we, we do forget about that. I do. I forget about it a lot. And then I see like these videos or these horrible Facebook posts or, you know, these screenshots, like you say, of someone saying some just like blatantly racist shit or homophobic shit. And you're like, what? It's 2015 and you still speak like that? Like yeah. that's your belief? Yeah. yeah. What? Do I was seeing, I was seeing a, a, a GIF set of, of Fox News. Two separate ones. One that basically said, if poor people didn't want to be poor, 
they they would choose not to be poor. And the second one was women get paid less than men. Because they don't ask for raises? That's part of it. But by their own, like, it's their own fault. Really? Yes, baby. Really? Yes. And this is the garbage that's being pumped into the ears and eyes of millions of people in our country. Who then regurgitate it. Who regurgitate it. To and their kids, to, to yeah. social media, to... A few episodes ago, we were talking about how things would happen in, in different neighborhoods and we move on with our lives. Like, that's happening over there. That's not right. happening to me. And I feel like that's the biggest problem because we're still all very much separated. That That's why it's easy for us to see those people, quote unquote, as different. Yeah. I, I was thinking about how we love to throw around the term melting pot. You know, when, when you think about big cities, you know, San Francisco, New York, right. you know, Chicago, Houston. But there are pockets in every state. I mean, New York City, for example. The, the neighborhoods are named after the majority yeah. of people that live there. The nationality, right. you know, there's Little Italy, there's Chinatown, you know what I mean? Astoria's for the Greeks, you know what I mean? There are neighborhoods where you will not catch a white person in there, you know? Yeah. It's just mostly black and it's it's poor. There is no melting pot because everybody is still separated. Yep. Everybody is still living in, in their own little pockets, in their own community, and and when something happens over there, it's happening to those people. Mm -hmm. And we got to stop thinking that way. Yeah. We we really have to integrate. The you you want to know one of the best ways to uh, not eliminate, because it's hard to eliminate prejudice and prejudice and prejudice and, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. But one of the best ways, which is not feasible <clears throat> for most people, is travel. You travel yeah. to different areas and different countries and different states mm -hmm. and you, you know, observe and become part of the culture. Yeah. It's very difficult to hate people that you have had positive experiences with or that you have been able to empathize with. Yeah. If, if, for example, if we were to go to one of those super racist, scary area, places that we think are scary and yeah, dumb don't. and backwards and yeah. Bible craziness, we would probably get a little bit of, wow, these people aren't so bad because as individuals, they're not bad. But I mean... They're misguided. I'm going to give you a really small example of what you just described. Mm -hmm. On social media, you're connecting with people of different it's walks different of life. different though, baby. Of course, of course. But like I said, this okay. is a small example. You're connecting with people of different walks of life, from different walks of life. You get to hear their stories. You, 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 you know, they're telling you their personal yeah. things. You see pictures and you start to say, see them as humans. And then when something like Baltimore happens or, you know, something like something crazy in the news happens and then we give our opinions, then you get to see these people's true colors. Yeah. People that you relate it to. Yeah. People that you thought were awesome when they really when you peel that back and then they say how they really feel then it's like because of course we can go to these towns where you say right you know and yeah we, we watch them and they tell us stories about their grandfathers and you know we learn the history of their town and you know you get to relate to them but then they might say something like jesus is coming and if you don't believe in jesus you and know you're like, and you're like really is that how you feel 
personally, I'm not religious. Mm-hmm. But I don't look down upon anyone who believes what they believe. I, I don't know that that's... I look down upon those who want to say that what they're doing is right and what everybody else is doing is wrong. I, um, if I'm being really honest, I do judge people. A part of me does. I don't hate them or, or anything like that, but a part of me does judge people who are very religious. A part of me uh, 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 wonders. And I know some of you guys are. No, and, no, but And I, I, I don't mean that in like a, I don't like you or anything like that, but, um. I feel like there's a big part of you that I cannot relate to. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I feel like, wow, how, how did they get you? How? <laughs> no, honestly, I, I, I feel like they, they, they tricked you. How did they do it? Like, you seem like a, a, a reasonably, reasonably intelligent human being capable of, of discerning between right and wrong, you know, true and false, you know, being able to think for yourself. So when, when, when I see someone who's like really religious and holds on to that, a part of me does feel like, ah, oh man, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like you're a little flawed. But I still accept them, you know? I right. Especially people that we have grown to know and care about. Of course. Until or unless they come to me and tell me that right. I'm wrong for right. feeling how I'm feeling and how right they are for feeling how they're feeling. Right. Like I would never reach out to somebody who I know is religious and be like, FYI, I think that your religion is bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. I would never disrespect someone like that. No, like, no. I respect that that's what you believe and, you know, that's where you find comfort and guidance and whatever it is that you find from religion. But I have to say there are times when it makes me, you know, it changes my opinion of people. My, my entire family is extremely religious, yeah. you know. They hold on to it. They... It's a part of their lives. They're still my family. I still love them. As long as they don't bring that shit to my doorstep. But there's a lot of people, and I'm not talking about your family, who claim very, very religious as their identity. As their identity. Yeah. But in their, in their thoughts and actions and interactions with the world, they don't follow any of the tenets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, yeah. they just, yeah, oh, yes, I'm a very devout Catholic. But mm-hmm. they pick and choose the parts of religion that serve them yeah. and ignore the others. Or they do something in public and something totally different in, behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a problem with that. Of course. I have a problem with the, you know... Preachers who are like gays are going to hell, and then you you know you catch them three weeks later <laughs> in some you know transsexual bar. What is up with that? Fucking a glory hole, like. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking a glory hole. <laughs> like just tongue kissing it. Oh my god, licking the the rim just of it. Just licking the rim. Trying to get semen residue. <laughs> I mean, that is a product of deep suppression yes. of natural human desires and thoughts. That that's what this this entire country was 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 built on, you know. Repressing home homosexual feelings. <laughs> that's that was number one on the pilgrim's agenda. That was that was that was the the first original First Amendment. I mean <laughs> I mean just think about it. What do you call those people that that that, that first settled yeah, pilgrims based on Puritans? what we were taught? Puritans, there it is. 
And what what is that? Pure. Yeah. You know, they were trying to escape, you know. They were fucking prudes. That's that's what it was. They were prudes. And that's the underlying theme, I want to say, underneath everything that we do as a society. You know, we're, we're prudes when it comes to uh, sex. Like, abstinence is taught in fucking schools. What was that video we were watching that it was like a certain percentage of uh, states in the United States? They get, they get to choose. Each state gets to choose how they teach Not only abstinence. that, but it said something like 30%. They can present information that is not medically yes sound, <laughs> or or make it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't mean to laugh. No, laugh, laugh, laugh. Because this is this is us. We're supposedly uh, uh, advanced. We, we are stupid we humans. Are, yes, yes, we are. Like sex is why we're here. Yeah. What's why are we being? Shh, 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 mom's the word on it. Like talk about it. You know, educate each other. We, this is why we're here. Yeah. This is why we're here. Every time sex gets thrown into the picture, it, it's always like trying to muzzle, muzzle that shit. Or don't talk about it. Or do it after this certain time. Or, you know, what? What? And that's why that's why there's so many fucking sexual offenders, sexual, like, like fuck, these are people who, who if you would have just taught the fucking little boy. What the fuck a vagina is? Yeah. How it works? You know. You know. Uh. Uh. uh periods. Don't touch it unless you are given permission to. All that shit. Diseases. It's like you know. If we're well informed, you know, it becomes like driving a fucking car. You know, we we get fucking drivers ed how to fucking, but we don't get taught about our bodies and things that result in human life. We are here because of sex. Like my high school. We had a very limited sex ed. I can't even remember how I learned. We had it in junior high and in high school. The high school one was a fucking joke. I learned watching porn. I know you did. But my, <laughs> in fact, my, the teacher who You said taught, the junior high school? I, I got it in both. But you said the junior high school was a joke? No, the junior high school one wasn't bad. But the high school one was a joke. The instruct, instructor was sexually harassing me. During the class, I'm sorry, I was about to laugh. He was he was really inappropriate. He, oh, it just creeps me out just to think about it. He was so inappropriate with the way that he taught stuff, and he was he like singled me out to. He wanted me to name all the parts of the male genitalia, and like, like scientific names or just like yeah, scientific dick, names and like sperm. Oh, he was just so, he was so creepy about everything. Yeah. Anyway, so in my high school, uh, sex ed was kind of a joke. Mm -hmm. And my high school had the highest teen pregnancy rate in Oregon. We had, um, they didn't teach abstinence. They just didn't teach shit that like made sense. And we were a little bit secluded. So it was a small town. We had a daycare and nursery on site. At the high school? At our high school. See, in New York, they do it different. When the girls get pregnant, they take them to a different school. Yep. No, they didn't do that. You were <laughs> able to, like, literally have your baby, go see it between classes. And we had a class, a child development class that I took. And part of it was, like, babysitting and taking care of the kids. That's so strange. It is strange. And it happens in a lot of high schools. I think there were like probably throughout the four years I was in high school, my class, there were at least 10 girls that had babies. Like a few of my friends. 
That's so strange. I remember being in junior high school and, uh, you know, our, our math teacher was on jury duty or some shit like that. This was during the O.J. Simpson trial. Mm, I remember that. Side note, the entire place stopped so we can hear we the verdict. Too. Right? We did too. <laughs> Everyone stopped and we turned on the TV. Yes. Why Why was that such a big deal in our lives? I don't know. And we, we rejoiced when he was found not guilty. What? The entire school, we were like, yeah! See, we, ours was like the opposite. Yeah. Everyone was like, <gasps> "That's the difference between White Town America and Ghetto Brooklyn, New Come York." Come on, baby. I'm joking. OJ Simpson. I, all right, baby, I don't want to talk about it. I was again junior high school. I didn't have all the facts. All I know I was know. black man finally escapes. White woman. Yeah. Well, again, again, I didn't know the facts. You know, I, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that. You know. Yeah, he got away with killing the white woman. I really thought he didn't do it. Right. Based on the little information that, that I absorbed. Because right. I wasn't watching the news. What the fuck do I know? But, um, yeah, I remember junior high school, teacher was, like, on jury duty, so we had a substitute. And a group of us, like, brought our tables together, and we just started talking about whatever. And these girls were talking about, proud to say that they weren't virgins anymore. You know? In junior high? Junior high. high. Oh. Junior high. And I'm sitting there quiet. You know, I didn't lose my virginity till 19 or 28. I can't even remember I mean, anymore. I was kind of young, but. Yeah. But what's junior high school? 12, 13? Yeah. 12, 13. That's terrible. And they were proud of it. Like, like being a virgin was something that you did not want to be. You know, like, I have to shed that title as soon as possible. Why are you so proud to say that? And maybe they were fucking lying. But They you know, probably were. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, who knows? I remember thinking that, uh, even before then, but definitely at that age in junior high school, I remember thinking that, Actors were having sex in movies. Mm-hmm. I remember watching, you know, the eight o'clock movie every night at, with my parents, and getting squeamish when that scene would come. You know, yeah, it's something that we can all relate to, but it's something that we shouldn't have to feel right. if, if if we taught ourselves each other, if we just learned that this is natural and this is all right, and let's all have sex. <laughs> I long for the sixties. This episode of Joint Accounts is sponsored by. Music, but not just music in general. I'm talking specifically about that song that comes on and it changes your entire day. You were feeling down, this song comes on, you ready to do some push-ups and punch your father in his fucking chest. You want to curse your boss out, you ready to fucking reorganize your entire wardrobe. I'm a big music lover, so I've got a lot of songs like these. But there's one song... When that shit plays, I clean my house to this song. I balance my checkbook. I make love to this song. <laughs> It's my shit right here. Now back to our show. Forgive me, Father. For I never told anyone this before. Dear it has been 16 days since my last confession. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. You better not tell anybody. It's confession time. Yeah. I ran out of confessions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you got some good ones. I'm sure I do somewhere, but I can't find them. It's, 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 I think they got lost in the move. I love you. Da-dun-tsh. I love you. Well, I've got a confession. Yes. 
have you ever told this to Tumblr before? I, I have. Okay, so I, I know this one. Yeah. I'm excited. So about four or five years ago, I watched Food Matters on Netflix. I also watched something else related to it. Fat, sick, and nearly dead? Exactly. And and some other documentaries, all, you know, based around health, health. you know, and, and your food. Nutrition. And, and all that shit, yeah. And in, in something that I saw or something that I, I, I read. You read online. Yeah. Sorry. I read somewhere that a coffee enema was the best shit that you could do to yourself. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I just got it. So I was on this healthy kick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do everything that I could to make my body awesome, you know. I was, I was, I've always been obsessed with that, with mm-hmm. just improving myself. And I thought to myself, shit, this has been proven to fucking re, re, rejuvenate like your liver or something and just further, whatchamacallit, your entire body. I, I know, not scientific at all the way I'm expressing it. So I did some research. I bought the supplies. You bought a whole kit. Yeah. It was like coffee enema kit. Yeah. All that shit. I watched videos. I was like, I'm going to do this. Luckily, I was living alone. I was living by myself. It was a Saturday. I was like, I'm going to do this. I read the instructions carefully because I'm meticulous like that. I made I made the coffee enema. I put it in. I'm butt naked in my living room <laughs> on the floor. I pull out a towel. <laughs> the fucking thing won't go into my asshole. And it's tiny. I knew this moment would come. I have to be an adult and do this. I have what, to get through it. What position were you in? They recommended laying on your back. Laying on ne- your back? Yeah, knees up. Really? Yeah, when that didn't work, That's I got a on... Terrible. That's a terrible position. Well, after that, I got on all fours in front of the mirror because I, I needed to see. It was so... Oh, it was so horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not were working. Were you in, like, child's pose? Yes. <laughs> and And... There was this this in, incredibly discomfort in my asshole. It would not go in, and it, no, it did go in. It went in a but tiny I, bit. Yeah, but every time I would unleash the, the the coffee enema to come through, it would leak. So I'm like, okay, this is obviously not all the way in my asshole because it's leaking on the towel. I could feel it leaking down my my, my butt cheeks. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I can feel something going in because I felt something in my body. And I was like, all right, let me try this again. Mind you, I'm naked. I'm like a hairy ape running around my house with <laughs> shit coming out of my ass. Not literal shit, you know? I finally gave up. I did it four Saturdays in a row. Oh, my God. Four Saturdays in a row, unsuccessful. And I don't know how you girls do anal. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Q&A time. Ooh, the mailbag. You know what time it is. I know what time. Did the mailman come through? The mailman came through. Was he holding a big load? The postman rings twice. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what the movie's called? uh, The postman always rings twice. Something like that. Wasn't it like the milkman? The milkman comes through the back door? No. Isn't there like a saying, like something about the milkman? Like the milkman fucking the lady? I don't know. I don't know what the euphemisms are, like what 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 is implied. But Q and A time. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay, Mac and Cheese says, "Curvin, are you into feet? I'm not at all, but I wouldn't mind putting my old lady's feet together, the bottoms together, 
and having myself a good time. Would you agree or no? Uh, I don't agree. I'm not into feet. I've never been into feet. Yeah, I know. I've always wondered that that that's that's a fetish. I've always uh, is it is it called a fetish? Is that a right to call it a fetish? If feet make you horny, yeah. That's a fetish I've always tried to analyze, try to like understand. Yeah. Because I have a very good friend. That motherfucker loves feet. On several occasions, he would. He's like, "Yo, you want to know which which our friends have pretty feet?" And I'm like, "No, I don't care about that shit." <laughs> he tried to he tried to figure out where it came from for yeah. him. Yeah. And he told me that um, his earliest memory of of being turned on by feet was he was about six or seven years old. Wow. Babysitter. No, he was at the dinner table, underneath the dinner table, while everybody else was sitting there, his aunts and, and cousins and shit. Mm-hmm. And he was just underneath the table, crawling around, looking at everybody's feet, like, enjoying it. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to jerk you off with my feet. I mean, jerk myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Like yeah, if, if yeah. you were to do that to me, I'd probably grow soft. Yeah, I don't. And think that has nothing to do with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for reassuring me. Yeah, my feet are very insecure. Th- thank you with your softy. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question comes from anonymous, and it says, "Meg, in episode six, happy and you know it, you talk about the guy who broke your heart the most. I am dealing with that right now." A breakup where there really isn't closure. After we really had a deep connection and I'm desperate for something, a word, anything, just to put it behind me. I don't want to go all quote-unquote crazy. I hate that word. I'm hurt and confused, not crazy. How would you handle it differently or any advice to get through this and not look foolish? By the way, a year and a half relationship. So this person's been in a relationship for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. It ended what sounds to be abruptly mm-hmm. without enough of an explanation for this person to get closure. Man, advice on how to do it differently or get through it and not look foolish. <sighs> the thing that I've learned is you can't really demand closure from the next person. That's true. I, I've wanted closure from so many people. Yeah. Some people were, were, were big enough to, to grant me that closure. Right. There are so many instances in my past where I had no closure and I had to make closure myself, meaning I just had to move on and forget right. about it. Though you never forget about it because it's still there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you can't really demand, and not demand, but, you know, you can't, it's not in your hands for closure. They, I feel, I feel like more and more people these days when it comes to ending relationships, they just want to end it and move yeah. on. They don't pay people the respect of saying, hey, this is what happened. This is how I feel. How are you feeling? Let's move on. Mm-hmm. I would say that for, in my situation, as much as I looked crazy in the situation, looking back, uh, I can't say that I would do anything differently because the way I got my closure is by looking foolish. It wasn't until that moment when I spoke to the girlfriend that I got the closure and I wouldn't have gotten that had it not go, you know, had it not gone through the steps that it did. So you are you advising them to act a fool? No, what I'm saying is, 
you kind of have to make that choice between the two. You have to process, I think it's healthy to process your emotions however your your mind and body feel like they need to, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. I mean, don't do anything like totally psychotic that could like get you arrested or something, but you know, you're hurt and you're feeling it. What do you have to lose? I mean, the, you're already broken up. Mm -hmm. It's not like the person's going to be like, let's break up. It already happened. So, you know, if you feel like you need to reach out to them and say, look, I'm really just trying to move on. It would help me a lot if you told me what happened, what changed. I'm not trying to change your mind. I think that that's where... Um, guys don't want to talk about it sometimes because and correct me if I'm wrong they feel like the girl is coming back to try and Reignite. talk them into being in a relationship again when really sometimes all we want is tell me what happened but some people don't want to tell you what happened some people aren't you know they either don't want to hurt your feelings or they they're don't want to. Yeah, they're not mature enough. They don't want. They don't really know. They don't want to confront whatever it was. They just have this feeling like. Or they did something bad that they consider bad. You know, they have feelings for somebody else. You know, and there's a there's a lot of reasons why people don't give you the closure that you need. And ultimately, you're only going to find that within yourself. Mm -hmm. And the part that sucks the most is the only thing that works is time. And sometimes time doesn't work. Sometimes time doesn't work. Sorry for being downers. No, but, no, but it's the truth. I, I mean, mean, you'll get over it. Yeah. And it, but you gotta, you know, a year and a half relationship with someone that you've had a deep connection with is very significant. You have to allow yourself to mourn that. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna take you however long it takes you. Yeah. There's no equation like they say, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's I, I believe that all depends on the individual and on the circumstances yeah, definitely. totally yeah you know allow yourself to grieve if you feel like you need to reach out do try not to worry about looking foolish because you can't ruin it it's it's over at this point and who gives a fuck if he thinks you look crazy if this person isn't giving you enough respect to you know communicate what went wrong and why then fuck them but I mean, I think there's a way that you can go about it without looking crazy. Yeah. Th there shouldn't be a reason why he thinks she's acting crazy if she behaves Unless he's... Immature. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of dudes like to uh, pin that. That bitch right. is crazy right. about all their exes. All my exes were crazy. <laughs> Some of them still are. <laughs> Whatever. One of our listeners... I didn't know if he wants his URL or not. I, I, I assume so, but, you know, I don't want to be presumptuous. So uh, he says, Hello there. Don't really have a question, but a random thought. Ever since Curvin mentioned the whole beard thing, I kind of want to see him with a beard so I can think of all the Flatbush guys I couldn't fuck. Have a great day. Curvin <laughs> uh, has a beard most of the time, but I think he means like a... Like a full... Yeah, like a full... Lumberjack. Lumberjack beard. Yeah. Unfortunately, your face doesn't really grow that. No, nah, and and I don't have the patience to let it to see how far we'll go. Like your chin does. Mm-hmm. But but your cheeks don't get that full. No. But you trim it. I trim it constantly because I can't stand it. My, the kind of hair that I have, it grows out curly and unruly. Right. And it's hard to manage. Like I look homeless. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I always keep my hair really low. Every, you know, facial hair, hair on my head. Hair between my balls. 
You have hair between your balls? Oh, baby, I'm an animal. Like, like between your balls. Oh, baby. You, but, you didn't even know that there's a mean, space between my balls. What do you mean by between your balls? Most people have a sack. Yeah. I have, I have two sacks. You're that... such a liar. You're such a liar. <laughs> you act like I've never seen your balls. <laughs> I don't know, baby. I don't know. Now you see my balls. Okay, moving on. Anonymous asked, as nearly as I can tell, you, Curvin, get high and Megan does not. I was curious if that has any effect at all on your relationship. Does the marijuana smell bother Megan? Does it bother you? No, not at all. Um, You are right in your um, assumption. assumption. Mm -hmm. Curvin smokes, I don't. Um, No, it doesn't bother me at all. And I've been in relationships in the past where the smoking did bother me. And that was as a result of people being losers. No, they weren't losers. That's really mean. I shouldn't say that. People being unmotivated and <laughs> um, disconnected. Um, Curvin actually becomes more connected and, you know, more insightful when he smokes. So uh, I don't feel like he doesn't use it as a, as a means to escape. He uses it as some, in my opinion, to yeah. enhance his experience, enjoy his experience. Um, I will say, I do, there's a small part of me that uses it to escape. Yeah. Like, I smoke at night when I get home from work, and after a really long day. But it's day, more of like a relaxation. Exactly. It's not like you're, like, depressed and you're no, smoking. No, no, but I'm escaping from having having to think about my everyday life. Sure. I want to think about something different. You, you want know? to relax a I want to relax, bit. yeah. I'm, I'm sick of thinking, oh, by 8 o'clock I got to do this. At 12 o'clock I got to turn this over. At 3 I have to do this. Did I forget to do that? Tomorrow I have to do this. So I'm like, all right, it's been a long day. I'm going to relax, fucking smoke a little bit, and enjoy some ice cream. Well, and there are a lot of people who, um, you know, they'll smoke, like, a huge blunt and just get blasted. Like, that's the way that they enjoy marijuana. And I, I, that kind of annoys me. If he were like that, if he was just, like, if he just ripped for, like, 15 minutes straight <laughs> and was just, like, you know, couldn't speak and couldn't move, that would be really obnoxious because... You know, how are you supposed to connect with somebody like that? Yeah. But no, I think that it, it doesn't bother me at all. I actually really like the smell. I think that it smells fantastic. He he smokes legally BT dubs. He's got a medical marijuana card, and so he gets his stuff from the dispensary, and it smells fantastic. It's awesome. The only smell that ever bothers me is the, the actual smoke in the mouth smell mm -hmm. like after he smoked sometimes i can smell it on his mouth no, um and that's kind of just like that burnt smell not not the marijuana smell but no doesn't doesn't bother me yeah. uh we have one comment from christy nibbles she's a new follower yeah i recently started following her really me like too her. she sent us a message and i was like she she seems like a cool girl yeah definitely i i skimmed her blog one time Real quick to get a, get an idea of her, the verdict was she's fucking awesome. Thumbs up. Like she's a real person. Yeah. I love real people. I love real people on Tumblr too. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Um. So she says, Kervin found me on Tumblr and said hello recently. I then did the whole stalk your new follower thingy. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> and I'm totally in love with the two of you. I'm listening to your podcast and nodding my head in agreement with all your relationship moments, specifically Megan's no farting in front of her husband. <laughs> Because that's understood with me and my honey. 
You're both so relatable, funny, and sweet. Thanks for helping me pass the workday. XO, I can't wait to catch up. That's fucking awesome. I love that. I love that so much. I have a confession. Tell me. Today when I thought you were in the bathroom because I heard the fan, yeah. I farted in the bedroom. Did you hear me? I didn't. <laughs> Where was I? I don't know. I thought you were in the bathroom. <laughs> Remember, I came out and I was like, you're not no, in the bathroom? No wonder you were so fucking scared. I was like, <laughs> no. And that's why I told you. That's why I got to tell you. I'm, I have to announce it. I'm going to Scheisenheimer. Well, so you, you know don't where need I'm to leave at. the fan on. Well, we ran out of the poopery. But we got citrus magic. I know, but you know, I, I, I use I use all available assets to to, to mask. I was waiting to go pee this morning because I, I the door was closed and I heard the fan on. No. So I was like, okay, I'll wait till he's done. And you know, it was taking a while. And I went to go get something. I saw him in the hallway, and I was like, oh shit! Did he hear it? Did he hear my farts? Yeah, no, I uh, farts. Yeah, they were like beep beep beep. You such a liar. They were. They're probably like. No, they were hella cute. Nope. Then he was like, oh my god, I'm still the lady. No, I just had like a <laughs> couple quick little toots. Toots, I love you. They were hella cute. <laughs> and last but not least, we have um, a message that was sent to me on my my Tumblr account from, oh, what's her name now? JX Wolf? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I asked her if I could share this because I really... Um, the feedback really touched me and I've gotten a couple messages like this from a few of you and I know that they're personal um, but I wanted to share it with everybody because I think that it's good that that people acknowledge this kind of stuff and um, you know makes people feel less alone so she says a few days ago I was listening to the happy and you know it episode on the drive to work when you started talking about being a functional depressed person, it really hit home. And when you said that you could go days without showering, I started crying. I had to pull over on the freeway and let myself cry. You don't know how much that has helped me. To know I'm not alone. Some days I don't brush my teeth. And I lay in bed and get up just to drink water and pee. And I just always felt so guilty and disgusting about this part of me that I've never discussed it with anyone. I felt so ashamed of myself. I just want you to know that you helped me feel less alone, and you made me feel more okay about being in my own head. Whether you know it or not, you're helping people by talking about these issues. You made me feel okay about being me. You made me feel content. Thank you so much. I love you. That's so fucking awesome. Oh, man, because that just started, made me tear up a little bit, too. And you, too. I no, don't it. tell him that. <laughs> I just... Um, it means so much to me because it's not always easy to share those things that make you feel ashamed. And that's part of what I really love about doing this mm -hmm. is, you know, you let people into your innermost stuff. And instead of being met with any kind of judgment, which I, maybe there are people out there who judge, I don't know. But the, the responses that you get are from people who welcome you with open arms and say, me too, or... Um, thank you for sharing or my partner does that and it just reinforces the fact that we're we're all together in this shit mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. we're all experiencing some of the same things we don't all express it the same way but a lot of us do and you aren't alone out there and there have been so many times on tumblr that you know i've been going through one of my depressed periods and a couple people reach out and most of the time I don't respond because 
you know, in those moments, I'm so, I'm so in my funk that can't find the words. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what to say. You don't, you just the effort that goes into it. But those responses mean everything to me, you know. And I keep them in my inbox. I notice. Yeah, and and look at them sometimes when I'm feeling down because, uh, you know, there are people who reach out to me and you know. You don't feel alone. You feel like there are people who get it. And that's the best feeling. It is a good feeling, and it helps you get through it because you're, you know, you, know you're not you feel supported. Yeah. yeah, you don't feel as guilty for what you're feeling and as ashamed. And I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that with me because it makes me want to keep doing this kind of stuff. Yay! Yay! And for Curvin, I have a question for you. Oh, hit me. Along, <clears throat> you just went through puberty. I keep going through puberty every time on the episodes. I'm perpetually a twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> you just made my dick so hard. Good. Um. So my question to Kervin, and I think that a lot of people probably have this question, and maybe just haven't thought to ask it. But how do you feel uh, as a person who who doesn't experience clinical depression? How do you how do you best support your partner? I think I think we talked about this a little bit, yeah. A little bit. I think we talked about it a lot. I mean, okay, so maybe I should rephrase it. What advice would you give somebody whose whose partner is experiencing depression and they don't know they're you know how you're like mm-hmm. I'd look into my bag of tricks and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what do you what do you do when I know what you do, but I think other people they go through this. Their partner is depressed and they don't know what to do. What advice would you give them? Um, first, I come from a pa- place of love. Mm-hmm. I remind myself. That sounds bad that I have to remind no, myself. No, it's but, okay. But, you know, <clears throat> it, I feel like it's almost natural to feel a little frustrated. Yes. So I try to, like, put that aside and come from a place of love. Although I don't understand it, I still don't understand it. In the moment, I try to imagine, what if this was you? How would you want to be treated? As I'm looking at you, I see me, and I'm wondering, how can I make Kervin feel better? (laughs) That sounds so narcissistic. No, that's an interesting, no, that's a really interesting way of looking at it. I mean, it's the only way I could ever relate to somebody is by putting myself in their shoes. Right. I try to like step aside from the frustration and I try to be as 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 loving as possible just asking questions how can I help what 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 do you need can I do this and um just 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 being there just being there like being present because yes. I'm also guilty of my mind going somewhere else I'm thinking oh this is an inconvenient time for you to be panicking <laughs> because my favorite <laughs> show is on so I think to myself Nigga, fuck your show. This is your wife. She needs you right now. So I just try to concentrate on you. I try to. I think that that. Sorry to interrupt, but I think that that's so important. What you brought up is it's okay to feel frustrated Mm -hmm. and to feel, for lack of a better word, inconvenienced by your by your partner's just a little bit, you know, mental health issues, whether it's depression or anxiety or bipolar or whatever it is that they're struggling with. It is okay and it is natural for you 
to feel frustrated, especially if it's going on for a couple months. You know, mm -hmm. there are times when the depression lasts months for me and, you know, I can get through the day, but seeing your partner sad for that long, it, it takes a toll on you. So first acknowledge to yourself that it's okay what you're feeling as long as you don't you know, pass that on to your partner who's struggling because the last thing that they need is to feel more depressed and guilty. Yeah. So don't show that, you know, express it, you know, wherever you need to, whether it's on your blog or to your best friend, you can get out those feelings if you need to. Yeah. You you don't seem to like... No, it's never, it's never... But I think that there are people who, you know, they get to the point where they're sick of being the caregiver. They're sick of being the stable one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's a frustrating position to be in. So I would say, yeah, just just to sum it up, you know, be patient, uh, be present, like you said, and be loving. And that's awesome. You always do that. Yay! I love you. I love you. <laughs>